Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Tuesday, January 25th, 2022. I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining me today. It's a nine-game NBA DFS slate that I'm ready to break down. And lots of big news here with the Pelicans. And a questionable tag just popped up on Fred Van Vliet. I'm recording this early afternoon, so I've got almost all the news here ready to break down and evaluate and get you ready for FanDuel and DraftKings. We'll have our members ready for Yahoo, of course, as well. So let's get after it here. Uh, in these nine games, we have 10 of the 18 teams involved in a back-to-back. We've got four games at 7 o'clock, two at 7.30, one at 8, and then two that we have to wait for at 10 p.m. Eastern. We've got a doubleheader on TNT with LeBron and company against Harden. Uh, that company should include Anthony Davis tonight. Uh, then we've got the Mavs and Warriors in the late night uh, half of the TNT doubleheader, but not expecting as much scoring or fireworks in that one. But starting at 7 o'clock, uh, let's go through those four games. We've got Denver and Detroit. This is a rematch they played on Sunday, 117-111. Denver won that one. The total here is 217. Denver favored by 7 on the road. And there are some decent things that we like in this game. Both teams are in the 20s defensively. Uh, Denver's offense has gotten a lot better. They've got a guy in the middle who's pretty efficient with what he does uh, in Jokic. Uh, we also like Detroit's pace. They're top 10 there. But not expecting a ton here of high-scoring players based on their prices or much exposure. Jokic, certainly the most attractive option here. He's averaging just over 60 fancy points per night on DraftKings, and he's been smashing that number race recently, but very expensive here, 12-5 on DraftKings, 11-8 on FanDuel. Stewart on the other side is no slouch. Uh, Jokic did go for 34-9-8 on Sunday, but if he only gets 60 fantasy points again, he does not even get 5X for you uh, on DraftKings. So, you know, he's in consideration but not my favorite target here. Best price, I think, potentially on Denver is actually Austin Rivers on DraftKings. He's minimum price. Just played 34 minutes, got 19 fantasy points. So right about 6x. We know he can throw up duds, but he can also put up 30 fantasy points. So if you're doing a bunch of lineups, maybe slide him in one on DraftKings for a GPP. But we've got some other moving parts here with the Denver roster because Jermichael Green is available tonight, as is Bones Highland. Uh, then we've got Barton Probable and Jeff Green Questionable. So if the Green brothers, um, quote-unquote, are back, then you know, I'm going to shy away from the rest of the Denver front court. Um, probably won't get to Barton today. Uh, so that's it, really. It's Jokic or Rivers only on DraftKings for Rivers. On the Detroit side, we have Olenek and Jeremy Grant still out. Frank Jackson is questionable. He's working back with the conditioning. Corey Joseph started last game against Denver, played well, 18-3-6. and 4,700 on DraftKings is playable. They've got Killian Hayes coming off the bench now. Cade Cunningham was solid against Denver, 18-5-8. But, man, has he shown his volatility recently. So uh, I don't plan to get there on a nine-game slate. So I'm probably going to fade Detroit. Just mentioned those two guys as having played well against Denver on Sunday. Uh, but 
not too excited to play anybody on Detroit. <clears throat> All right, the next 7 o'clock game, we have Charlotte at Toronto. Much more attractive game as it's uh, 221 and a half total. And we love to uh, attack games with Charlotte because they're number two in pace. They're very good offensively. They're number six, and they're not very good at defense. They're 23rd. So it's a perfect scenario. This is a front end for Charlotte. Uh, they're going to go to Indiana tomorrow. It is a front end for Toronto. They're going to go to sh- uh, Chicago. Also a front end for Denver, if I didn't mention that. Uh, they go to Brooklyn tomorrow. So uh, let's look at the Charlotte side here. Jalen McDaniels has been ruled out. And then Gordon Hayward is questionable with a foot issue. Now, that's a pretty big domino. Um, because the three other starters that we really look to for scoring, LaMelo, Rogier, and Bridges, to me, they're a little bit pricey on both sites. Uh, and then if you get Hayward in the mix, you know, it's, it's really tough to go there. Um, so if Hayward is in, I probably won't go to any of the Charlotte starters uh, because, you know, what we really want to target here ideally is somebody on Toronto. Uh, to take advantage of Charlotte's bad defense. You know, Toronto's a little bit better. They're 17th. But it's just, you know, the other thing here are are these prices. Um, You know, if the Charlotte guys were cheaper, then I'd be interested and and maybe want to stack this game. But I don't like those price tags for those guys. So we'll see about Hayward. If he's out and Cody Martin starts again, he's a potential value play for me, especially on FanDuel where he's only 3,600. And then looking at the Charlotte bench, another guy I have my eye on today is P.J. Washington. Uh, He's below 5,000 on both sites, two straight games over 30 fantasy points. So that's 6x plus return, two nights in a row, shooting it well for recently and on the season. He's a little bit over 40% on his three-pointers for the season. Uh, So there is a a one-off you could get from this game on on the Charlotte side. Uh, But I do like to... You know, I do want to dig in here on the Toronto side as well. Uh, take advantage of this matchup. Now, the news just dropped with Fred Van Vliet being questionable. That's monstrous, of course. Uh, if he plays, you know, uh, he was sort of on the borderline for me at nine nine one on DraftKings. Um, so with this knee issue, I probably won't play him. I'd be more willing to pay up for Siakam if I'm going to go to one of the Toronto studs. Uh, centers against... Charlotte has been a top five matchup this year in terms of fantasy points. And he has been playing the five recently, you know, right around 9,000 on both sites. He often will give you just around 45 fantasy points. So five X. So that's the concern for me is can he really blast it out? uh, Give you 50 fantasy points plus, but of all nights, I think this is one of the best possibilities for him, especially if Fred Van Vliet is out. So if Van Vliet is out, let's look at that. He's missed three games this year, and the fill-in starters have been Dragic, and we know it won't be him tonight. Uh, And then Banton and Flynn both got a turn. Uh, Banton had a better line than Flynn when he was in there. Banton's been more involved in the rotation lately, so my guess is that it would be Banton. And uh, just to get you ready to plug him in as a value play, if it gets to that point, on DraftKings, he's a... Uh, a point guard at 3,200, but on FanDuel, he's a f- power forward at 3,800. So really interesting dynamic there with positionality. I think I talked about him on a recent show, and he's not a power forward. 
he's a ball handler. He's tall, um, but more of a wiry, just big guard type. Um, and you know, he can, he can certainly have some duds, but if he starts, uh, he will be definitely in my rotation. Then Trent Barnes and Ananobi, all a little bit more attractive to me than Charlotte starters because of their price tags. I love what they did in the last game against Portland. Uh, the team took 54 three-pointers. Van Vliet took 15, Trent took 11, Barnes took 11, and Ananobi took 7. Um, now I don't know if they'll get to that uh, amount tonight, but I love that mentality and the fact that they can get there uh, in what could be a, a high-scoring game. So you could plug in one of those guys, Trent Barnes or Ananobi. Again, much more attractive if Van Vliet is out. Um, you know, and Barnes is a little bit cheaper than Ananobi. Boucher, you know, certainly trending up, but 7,100 uh, on FanDuel for me, uh, too much tonight. All right, let's go to game three. Clippers and the Wizards, also at 7 o'clock Eastern, 218 total. Wizards favored by four at home is a front end for the Clippers. Not as much interest here in this one. Uh, Clippers have been kind of sluggish lately. Uh, you know, they did have that high-scoring game against Denver. And Zubats is uh, uh, the standout from that one that I'm looking at here. He's had three straight double-doubles. 5,200 on DraftKings tonight. And this is a top-five matchup for centers as well. So... Uh, a little bit surprising because, you know, Gafford can put up some block numbers. Um, but Zubats is the guy I would be most likely to play if I was going to start a Clipper. Reggie Jackson is a fair price. He's been playing a little bit better lately after a cold streak. Uh, Morris, really cold in the last one, shooting-wise. Uh, so he would be GPP only, uh, but probably won't get there. Uh, and then we've got a kind of a, a, a mix here between Coffee. Bledsoe, Man, Kennard, even Boston, a pretty spread out rotation, um, you know, and not not a real pace up game here. The Wizards are below average defensively, uh, but you know, just the way it all works out, uh, Zubats probably or pass for me. And then on the Wizards side, you know, talk about a deep rotation. They just seem to keep expanding. Uh, we've got Thomas Bryant back in the mix now, making it a three headed monster at the center position. Um, Rui's back in the mix, playing as much as 20 minutes a night. Um, Dinwiddie is in a pretty good spot. He's got a top 10 matchup against that backcourt of the Clippers led by Reggie Jackson, but mid 6K range probably won't get there. KCP is, you know, I think the best price for a starter, uh, 4,300 on DraftKings. Um, but you know, I, I'm not planning to get much of him either. Um, because you've got, you know, just all these guys back and getting healthier. So haven't even talked about Beal or Kuzma yet. We know they're going to uh, soak up a bunch of usage. So, you know, KCP, I think it's a good price. And then other than that, Rui, 3500 on DraftKings. He's been right around that 6X marks at, at that price recently. And then, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Gafford or Bryant pays off their price on DraftKings only. Gafford 3,500, Bryant 3,400. I know Gafford has not been playing many minutes, uh, and Bryant is just working his way back into the rotation, but it, it's a pretty solid matchup on that side as well. So uh, with the news we've got coming in the next game, uh, these aren't targets for me. Uh, just I wanted to mention the guys I think most likely to hit value tonight. 
All right, game four. Here's the first big turning point on the slate. Uh, we've got the Pelicans and the 76ers at 7 o'clock Eastern, and it's a back-to-back for the Pelicans after that close win over Indiana. They have decided to sit a bunch of key guys. Ingram, who was dinged up already and sat out yesterday, is going to be out again, along with Devontae Graham, Josh Hart, and Joe Val. So who do we have left? That's the question. Well, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, for sure. It's plug-and-play time. 3700 on DraftKings, 3800 on FanDuel. Lock him into the lineups. Uh, awesome spot for him. You know, he, he actually started the, the game they played Philly earlier in the season. Philly won that one by 20. There were some guys out. He So Nas started 23-5. and five. Uh, But Graham was playing that game as well. So I, I think we're going to see much better opportunities and potential numbers for, for Nikhil. And in the 3K price range, I mean, it's just an absolute no-brainer for me. The only way he doesn't smash the value is if he gets hurt. So stay healthy, Nikhil, and, uh, and get after it. Now, in terms of the rest of the starting lineup, I think we'll see Temple out there again. Good price, 3K range, both sites. Herb Jones, more expensive. And then I'm thinking Jackson Hayes will get the start against Embiid. He played uh, most minutes, really the backup center minutes last night against Indiana. Played pretty well, 14-7. and seven. 3K range on both sites. Uh, he's probably locked in for me as well. I know it's a tough matchup against Embiid, but, you know, 26 to 28 minutes, maybe even more. Uh, the big question mark is, can he stay out of foul trouble? Uh, but I think he'll be out there enough, no matter what, to, to likely pay off that price tag. Because uh, we know he can hustle, get rebounds, uh, maybe mix in a couple blocks. And he should find a way to get a couple of easy buckets because uh, he can play above the rim. Just note that on Fandle, he's a power forward only at 3,900. Other guys that'll be in the rotation, Alvarado. Uh, Clark has been playing a little bit. Uh, and then we've got Sadoransky and Najee Marshall, who have not been playing really. Uh, I would think they would step up and get some minutes. And Willie Hernan Gomez should be the backup center to Jackson Hayes. Hernan Gomez, surprisingly, 4,700 on DraftKings. So I doubt I'll go there, but I may mix him into some lineups on FanDuel. 3,500, he's power forward and center eligible. All right, let's look at the 76ers side. Uh, eight and a half point favorites. Uh, that was when the, the news, before the news dropped. So I haven't checked to see how much that has increased, but. Pretty good spot for Philly here at home, dealing with the shorthanded Pelicans on a back-to-back. So we certainly have some blowout potential. Um, The injury news there is that Theibel is questionable to get back out there. He's dealing with a shoulder issue. Danny Green and Seth Curry are still out. So the big three targets here offensively for the Sixers lately, we've got Maxie, Tobias Harris, and Embiid. Man, what a role Embiid has been on. Just 30-plus points almost every single night, you know, playing like an MVP. Really expensive, though, over 11K. So how do we balance it out? Uh, the blowout risk, um, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough call. Um, you know, I think I'm probably a little more interested in Embiid than Jokic. Uh, you know, he's cheaper, and I, I think he can just dominate. It's not a, a back-to-back for the Sixers. Uh, but, you know, I'm still playing with it. Uh, Tobias Harris, a pretty solid option, I think. But decent defense from Jones and company. 
so probably won't get to him. Uh, and Maxi, I was thinking about him more earlier in the day before this uh, Pelicans news. So he's on my radar, um, but might just miss out. And uh, Korkmaz, interesting here. We know that uh, the Pelicans can give up some threes to wings. Uh, and Korkmaz in the mid-4K range on both sides. We know he likes to shoot them. Uh, so keep an eye on him to hit surprise value. Uh, and then I don't think I'll go to the bench here, Niang, Drummond. Uh, and Because if Thibel is out there, then... You know that's going to really mess up that rotation, and uh, he, he should take away from from those other guys. So really focus on the Pelican side. Probably have at least Nikhil and Hayes locked into my cash lineups. All right. Uh, before we get to the seven thirty games, just want to thank everybody again for tuning in. Uh, hit that thumbs up if you don't mind, and uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. Uh, we've got seven day a week NBA podcast coming. We did our golf podcast yesterday, Coach and I. So check that out. It's actually a tournament that starts on Wednesday this week. So make sure you get your lineups in tonight for that. And then we'll have the NFL preview for the weekend coming up. We're going to record that tomorrow night, Wednesday, and it's going to be a three-man booth. Uh, myself, Crash, and Omaha. So make sure to tune in to that. Man, what an exciting weekend last weekend in the NFL. So DFSCoachTalk.com on YouTube, the place to go for all of your DFS needs. And if you want to jump in and get our lineups tonight, then uh, join us through the website, dfscoachtalk.com. Once you sign up, we will send you an email and invite you into our Discord. That's where we give out the lineups. All right, 7.30. We've got the Kings and the Celtics. Uh, 220.5, the total here. Boston favored by 8.5. Front end for Sacramento. They're going to travel down to Atlanta tomorrow. And Sacramento is interesting. They've been in some really high-scoring games recently, you know, 130s range. Uh, close loss to Milwaukee was the last one. And De'Aaron Fox sat that one out. He's questionable tonight. Big news for Sacramento. Damian Jones also questionable. Uh, but we, we like Sacramento here. Uh, they're fast, they're fifth, and they're bad at defense, 28th. Meanwhile, Boston is fifth defensively. And this is really important because if you just look at what Sacramento's done the last couple of games, you want to fire those guys up. But at every position except center, uh, Boston is a above average matchup, like top 10 in terms of their defense. So bottom 10 offensive matchup for these Sacramento guys. And if Fox plays, he's going to take away from Halliburton and Davis, uh, you know, who really stepped up in the last game and Barnes a little bit too, who went for 29 and six. So, you know, Fox plays. I am probably going to fade one through four for Sacramento. We've got Marcus Smart out there ready to pounce on whoever's uh, going to bring it up. Holmes actually has the best matchup, yeah, in my opinion. Uh, it's sort of middle of the road for centers against Boston, which is a little surprising because we know Robert Williams III can uh, rack up the, the block shots. Uh, but Holmes is uh, in a decent spot, 4600 on DraftKings. Good price for him. He's been playing better and more, more efficiently. Uh, so he's my favorite option for Sacramento. Uh, not looking at that bench. Don't like what Heald's been up to recently. And Metu's doubtful, by the way. So maybe a couple more minutes for, for Jones or Bagley. Uh, but you've got other guys waiting in the wings like Len and, and Tristan Thompson. So uh, probably Holmes for me or pass on the Sacramento side. I'd like to get one of these Celtics. Uh, they've got the great matchup 
Um, and he got to start with Tatum, right? 51 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists against Washington last game. He was on fire. Uh, you know, he's got a long relationship with Beal. And I think that played into it. Uh, he kind of rose to the occasion. Beal was guarding him a fair amount. And Tatum just, you know, looking right past him, draining threes everywhere. Really impressive. 9100 on FanDuel. I like that price for Tatum. Jalen Brown hasn't been doing as much lately. 8500 on FanDuel. He's a GPP option uh, because in contrast to the Boston defense, Sacramento basically across the board is bad defensively. So you could look at Jalen Brown to step up. Marcus Smart's a good price. Good matchup for him, but we know he's just kind of getting back in the lineup. Uh, and then I probably won't go to Horford or Williams with them both playing and Williams being a little bit pricey tonight, 7,200 on DraftKings. Uh, probably won't get to the Boston bench. Uh, so probably just a one-off uh, for Boston, but you know you could get a little more exposure to this game uh, You know, and be a, a little bit contrarian, I think, because we've got some other good totals and situations later in the slate. Let's turn to those. Uh, let's start with the TNT game at 7.30. Lakers and Nets. You know, now we're getting into a good total here of 227. Lakers favored by two and a half on the road. And that's big news, isn't it? Because that means Kyrie won't play. And uh, the Nets here, uh, front end of a back-to-back. -back. They've got Denver tomorrow at home. So Kyrie will be watching. We know Durant is watching. Uh, and that's the same we had last time these guys played. Brooklyn won that one, 122 to 115. And Harden went off. 36, 10, and 10. And if you'll recall, that's the night that uh, Patty Mills also went off for 34 points. Now, uh, Avery Bradley did not play that game. He's been starting. We know he's terrific defensively. Uh, so that changes things a little bit. And of course, Anthony Davis is probable to get back out there finally after missing 17 games. And that'll certainly change things for both sides. So if you look at the Lakers side, uh, I think we'll probably see Westbrook, Bradley, and, and LeBron uh, continue in those spots. And we'll have to wait and see with AD coming back if that if they push Ariza back to the bench and keep Dwight Howard out there or vice versa and let uh, AD start at the five. But Vogel expressed a little concern about AD's conditioning, so I'm not expecting full minutes from him. But just enough that you know, I'm going to hesitate to play LeBron you know, even though he was awesome in that first matchup, 39-9-7. and seven. So it was really LeBron on one side and Harden on the other, kind of going back and forth. Westbrook also had a, a low-scoring triple-double. Um, but, you know, as good as LeBron's been lately, uh, AD's presence is probably enough for me to uh, back off of him a little bit tonight with, you know, 18 teams and a lot of studs. Uh, you, don't, you don't need to go there. Westbrook is a really great price for him with, uh, you know, his triple-double upside. But again, I'll probably fade off of him as well with AD in the picture. Um, in fact, I probably won't play any of the Lakers. Despite it being a high total, you know, the Nets are above average defensively, and it's just kind of a big rotation that's going to get muddied with AD out there. Uh, you know, Monk back off the bench, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker getting minutes, Reeves getting good minutes most nights. And then there's Mello, who wants to come off and score. So uh, tough to get to any of the Lakers here, I think, with AD playing. Uh, but I do want to have Harden on the other side. He's expensive. 
and I do think Bradley could spend some time on him. Um, but, you know, Harden does have a pretty good size advantage there. And there's almost nobody that can really contain him. Uh, you know, and without Durant and Kyrie, uh, I- I'm willing to go there as a, as a payoff option here tonight. Mills, not quite as excited about him. A little pricey here around 5000 uh, and then we have to wait and see about that fifth starter for Brooklyn because Claxton is questionable. So we've had Edwards and Sharp out there, uh, and of course Kyrie. So without Kyrie and, and Claxton questionable, maybe we'll see Bembry as a fifth starter. Uh, you know, they'll use his size. Or maybe Bruce Brown jumps back into the fray. Those guys are on my radar as potential value plays. You've also got uh, Cam Thomas. 3,800 on DraftKings. I think you could look there. Don't like him on FanDuel at 5,400. Uh, and I'm not going to mess with any of these bigs. Edwards, Sharp, Johnson, LMA. I just don't think you need to do that tonight with the value for the Pelicans. All right. Next game is at 8 o'clock, and this is the highest total on the board. Spurs and Rockets. So fire it up. Stack it up. Um, well, maybe not so fast. It is a front end of a back-to-back for the Spurs. So Popovich could, you know, wreck those plans. But, you know, I dug into the the front ends again um, just to see if there's anything, any wiggle room here for us. And I, I do think the theme this year has been that if the Spurs are in a close game in the front end of a back-to-back, their guys will get big minutes, especially DeJounte Murray and Jakob Pertl. If it's a blowout, then forget it. We're talking, you know, mid-20s, max. So the line here is Spurs by four and a half on the road. It is the Rockets. They're terrible. They're 14 and 33. Uh, They're 30th defensively. Uh, And this is a pace-up game here. Rockets number one in pace. Spurs number seven in pace. So they could, you know, really put it to them, uh, get up big, and their guys don't get to 30 minutes. Um. But Spurs are not great defensively either. They're 19th when these two teams played before. Houston won it, 128-124. So that's 252. That's what we want. So if we can get this one to stay close, I like DeJounte Murray right around 10,000. Had a triple-double in that earlier matchup. He's had a couple triple-doubles recently. Playing great. Uh, Pirtle is a a fine option. I, I do trust his minutes more than the other starters. Uh, along with DeJounte. Uh, he went for 13, 6, and 3 in that matchup. 6,400 on DraftKings is playable for me. Uh, you know, I, Because it's a, a front end, I don't know if I'll go to anybody else on San Antonio. Uh, they're pretty hard to trust, even if it's not a back-to-back. Um, and you know, no especially good price tags in my mind. So I'd be more likely to get one of the guys coming back on the Houston side and those guys, I think, are priced more attractively, uh, really across the board. Uh, and they were all pretty solid against the Spurs in that high-scoring game. Uh, Porter Jr., 18-4-2. He's at low 6K range. Uh, Christian Wood was 23-11, and pretty impressive against Pirtle. But he's 8,000, so I don't, I don't know if I'll go there. Jay Sean Tate is, is a wild card here. You know, 13-6-7 is what he did in that matchup. You know, and sometimes he just smashes out of nowhere, 40 to 45 fantasy points. Other nights he'll play 20 minutes and get, you know, 20 fantasy points. So 
Uh, he's a GPP option. Eric Gordon scored 31 against the Spurs, uh, but I don't think we can count on that. He is pretty cheap. Uh, and then Green's been very inconsistent with his offense, so he's hard to trust. Uh, so, you know, probably Porter Jr. would be the, the number one target. Um, uh, Jay Sean Tate, maybe a GPP. Uh, but this game is just, you know, buyer beware. All right, let's go to the two late games. We've got Dallas and Golden State. Uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, the other TNT game, front end of a back-to-back for the Mavericks. They're going to head to Portland tomorrow. 210 total here, much lower than what we've been seeing here in these recent games. Uh, Golden State favored by three. These two teams played recently. Dallas won a very low-scoring game, 99-82. to 82. Uh, No Porzingis in that one and no Clay. Uh, and unfortunately, looks doubtful for Clay again tonight. Uh, he's got that knee soreness. Let's hope that he gets better. And it's just really a blip on the radar. Uh, we need him uh, out there so we can appreciate his greatness. Uh, the news here for Dallas, Sterling Brown is out. Neela Kina is available. Now in that first matchup, Luka, 26-7-8. So he was decent. Uh, he's coming off a huge game against Memphis despite having this neck issue. Um, but... You know, Golden State's number one defensively. And yes, Draymond is out, of course. Iguodala is out. Um, but I, I just don't trust Luka for a ceiling game here. Um, and I, I guess I like him a little bit more than Steph. You know, if you were going to pick one or if you're going to go with a late slate, uh, two-game slate situation, I would go Luka over Steph. But on the main slate, I don't think I'm going to go there. Uh don't think I'll get to Porzingis. You know, he's got some some t- tough defense on the other side, including Looney. Um, DFS, 4,300 on both sides. You know, there's last guy in type candidate. Uh, other than that, I, I think I'm going to pass the Mavericks. You know, I just don't like this, this matchup, the overall game environment. On the Golden State side, Steph struggling a little bit with that shot. Uh, he wasn't struggling for the game winner against Houston. That was fun to see a couple days back. First buzzer beater for Steph to win the game. Uh, he certainly enjoyed it, man. What a celebration. Almost looked like a college game. Uh, and there's been much discussion about his shooting woes in the press recently. Uh, he doesn't seem too concerned. He has been dealing with some physical issues. Um, I'm certainly not worried for him. Uh, but, you know, he'll get it back on track. It's Tougher, of course, for him without Draymond out there, helping him play the two-man game and setting him up for good shots. Um, but I'm going to fade Steph tonight. You know, he was only 14-9-5 and five in that last game against Dallas. And with the shooting woes, with his price tag, with the other stars on this slate, uh, he's a pass. Uh, you could go with one of the other Golden State starters as a last man in, depending on what position you, you need to fill. You know, Poole is a fair price. Uh, he should start if Clay is out again. Uh, Wiggins is always playable at 6,000. Otto Porter Jr., more solidified now recently. Kaminga's taken a hit with minutes. And Looney's been playing great and bigger minutes. Uh, but at 5,000, I don't, I don't think I'll go there. So, you know, this game is really mostly a pass for me on the main slate and don't plan to go to the Golden State bench either. All right, last game of the night, and I'd like to get a little exposure to this one. It's a 229 and a half total. Minnesota in Portland. 
Timberwolves favored by three here, uh, coming in with a 500 record. Portland 20 and 26, struggling with Lillard out. McCollum has been in and out of the lineup. And the news tonight, uh, starting with Minnesota, we've got Pat Beverly questionable. And we know that's a big domino effect for both teams. On the Portland side, Nance and Cody Zeller are still out. Norm Powell is back in the lineup. And then we have probable tags for Covington, Little, and Dennis Smith Jr. So let's start with Minnesota here. Uh, great matchup here. Portland is 27th defensively. Uh, decent pace here because Minnesota's fourth. Portland's middle of the road. Uh, so again, I'd like to get some exposure here, but pretty hefty price tags for Minnesota. You've got Russell and Edwards in the upper $7,000 range, although Edwards is 6700 on FanDuel. Uh, it's probably my favorite price tag. Um, you know, Even at 6700 Edwards will give you some 30s. Uh, you know, can he give you a 45 plus? That's the question. Um, you know, I think he's a little steadier than D'Angelo Russell. And, you know, it, it is actually pretty big news if Beverly plays. If Beverly sits, I like those guys more. If Beverly's in there, uh, then it's it's really more of a GPP situation because D'Angelo, if he's mentally involved, he gets off to a good start, you know, he can give you a double-double get you 45 fantasy points or he can disappear and you know, not even play that much down the stretch. So that's what we saw in that game against the Knicks uh, with Beverly getting good minutes uh, and Noel as a factor. So um, we'll have to kind of wait and see on the Minnesota side. Cat um, is 9,500 FanDuel 94 uh, DraftKings. He, he had a nice double double against Portland the first matchup. Uh, I don't don't see myself getting there though here tonight. Uh, and then not going to go to anybody else on the Minnesota bench who I haven't mentioned Beasley and Reed. I'm going to pass those guys. It, it would be a starter or nothing for me for Minnesota. And then on the Portland side, you know, we'll just have to see what happens to that lineup uh, with Norman Powell back in. We should see him out there alongside Simons. C.J. McCollum and Nurkic, and then it's just a question of who's that fifth starter. I think it'll be Covington if he's playing uh, mid-5K range, uh, and then I think they'll probably put Little back on the bench. Um, now, who do we actually go to with Portland? You know, the problem is if Beverly plays, he's going to make life tough uh, for Simons, who's been playing awesome, but he's now in the 7K range. And McCollum's been shooting pretty well, but he's upper 7K range. Um, so, you know, the bottom line is pretty fair price tags for these guys. I, I think they're priced as if it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, so it makes sense what you would expect. So, you know, really there's no bargains here that I see. Um, but I could see myself getting a starter from each side um, uh, to take advantage of what could be a really good, solid matchup. All right, there's the nine-game breakdown. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, if you want our lineups tonight, I will have the DraftKings coaches clipboard filled out for you tonight with core plays highlighted and then a bunch of other options to fill out your lineup. And then on FanDuel and Yahoo, I will provide full lineups for your cash games, a different lineup for your GPP contests, uh, again, on FanDuel and Yahoo. So, Makes it easy. You can plug and play over there. 
DFSCoachTalk.com, again, is where to sign up and get those lineups. Jump in early afternoon here uh, so you can get a sense of how things work in, in our Discord, and then I'll post the lineups at about 6.35 Eastern, uh, 25 minutes before tip. So that's the schedule. Uh, Coach will be back tomorrow for the next NBA podcast. Like I mentioned, check out the PGA podcast that we've already taped. Do that tonight because they tee off tomorrow. And uh, tune in Wednesday night late if you want to get started on NFL and get ready for the big championship weekend. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. On behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.